This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Um, welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Petrie. This is a pick on podcast, UFC 247, right around the corner. You know the deal. Devin Tejada picks the pay-per-views with me. We got a little bit of a competition going on starting the new year. He is not on the line right now. I start, decided to start before he got on. We'll call him. He'll call us. We'll introduce him. We'll get this thing going. I want to hop on. Uh, two things. My neighbor is blasting music like he does 24-7. So if you hear a little bit of a a little bit of a bass in the background. Not my fault. Not listening to music, neighbor. And then if you hear a little bit of knocking at my door, a little click clacking, that's my daughter. She decided to rip her shirt off after we ate dinner, and she's running around like a mad woman. So it's 9 o'clock my time, Eastern time. Devin's on the West Coast, so it's 6 his time. He just got off work. He's got to do the little bits, the little odds in the end. So I decided to hop on because introduce you to the show. Right? Pick them podcast. We got a card. It's a card, right? I don't think it's it's not great, but it's not complete trash. I'm very interested in some of these fights. I don't know how much interest there is outside of that. I mean, actually, you know what? I heard I heard it's a setup. I think he just texted me right here. Ready to go. Ready to roll, bro. So just got a text from old Devin, my old partner, and he's ready to roll. So let's give him a call, unedited, because you know how we do. We're we're with the realness here. We'll give old Dev Tejada a call here. Where's he at? D. I should just put him in my favorites, right? I only got my wife in my favorites. He, she might be jealous. Here we go. Hey, yep. There it is. There it is. Dev Tahada, you doing? We're live right now, buddy. We are recording. I started a, about two minutes ago, so I wanted to uh, do a little bit of an introduction, and then uh, I wanted to get the ball rolling. So don't say anything that's going to incriminate you, okay? I know okay. usually, usually when we're not recording, and I I call you and before we record, you know, you're always saying some hateful shit. But I'm just kidding. But yeah. I wanted to warn you that you're being recorded. I think legally, I have to tell you you're being recorded. <laughs> it depends on what state you're in. It's yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think legally I have to, maybe. I don't know what it is in Ohio. But uh welcome on Devin Tahada. We are the MMA Takes Podcast doing the Pick'em Podcast. And uh yeah, it's uh Devin, how do you feel about the card? One one out of ten. How do you feel about the card? Three. Three. Okay, I'm out of five, right? I, I'm I'm halfway because I am excited about the main event, and there's some other car other fights that I've kind of convinced myself that are really good and this is a card that either we're gonna i'm gonna do great in and i'm gonna pick all the right fights because there's some even fights or i'm gonna terrible right and i'm gonna lose a lot of money or i'm gonna win a lot of money these are the cards that kind of excite me on a betting standpoint but as an entertainment standpoint not the deepest card right you got you got uh and, and my biggest problem is i think the placement of some of these fights like why is juan adams and jessa taffa the fight before the co-main event. That fight stinks. We'll get into it though. Um, so same rules apply. We're gonna pick fights. Dev, you ready? You ready to do this? You know, I'm having a little bit of an audio problem. Can I hang up and call you right back? For some reason, it's just really like robotic sounding. Uh oh. All right. I'll turn off my robot voice. Yeah. Give me a call back. I'm gonna call you right back. Sounds good.
All right, so a little technical difficulties. We're not perfect here. We're not perfect here at the uh, at the MMA Take Studios here. I got a nice little setup. Devin's all the way in freaking uh, Seattle. Here we go. Dev, do I sound like a robot? No, it's it's much much better. I don't know if that I don't know if it's recording that quality or if it's just the service on my end, but it was just something. Yeah, it sounded okay. My it sounded okay. My cans. That's what they, that's what they call headphones. You sound it. You sound pretty good. But uh, yeah, uh, no issues on my end. So uh, when you read, I'm gonna start. So if you're not ready, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead the dance since I won last uh, UFC 246. I squeaked out a victory. So if you want me to start, I'll go ahead and start. But I, I want you to be prepared. Right. I want you to be locked in, focused, ready to roll. Let's do this. Let's do it. Okay. First fight of the night, two newcomers. Let me pull up my trusty thing here. Unprepared, unprepared, and more prepared. Austin Lingo, who is 7-0. He's a minus 210 favorite, heavy favorite. He's fighting Yusuf Zala. Zali? Zala? Excuse me. Uh, he's 7-2. He's a plus 170 underdog. This fight, very curious to me. I have watched footage on both these guys. I was unfamiliar with them. These guys definitely would have headlined an LFA card if if they didn't get called up to the big show. Austin Lingo undefeated, has okay wins on his record. Um, his last fight out, uh, his last win before he got in the UFC, big knockout over Solo Haitley Jr., which was which was a good win for him. Power in his hands, boxing looks very basic. Doesn't I don't see a lot of great kicks coming out of him. Does have some submission wins, so he is, seems pretty well rounded. Uh, Yosef Zala, Zala, he's coming off a knockout win, uh, flying knee knockout win, and he looks confident. Right, I watched his fights, and he's taking the center of the cage. He's doing the Max Holloway. He's pointing down to the ground. He wants to keep it in the center. He's long. He's skinny. He should be at 135. I love the number next to his name. I love the number at plus 170. I think both these guys making UFC debut. I think this fight should be way closer than it is. Similar records. Lingo, more of a boxer puncher. Uh, Yusuf is more, you know, he has a flying knee knockout. He also has some wins um, with submissions and whatnot. Also, his two losses are only by decision. He just got outpointed. So he's, he's a tough, durable dude, too. He hasn't been finished. Lingo hasn't lost. I'm going to go to square pick. I'm going to go Lingo only because I think he's just going to be a little more durable. I think he's going to land bigger shots. Uh, Salov, again, I think he's a 135. I think he's going to eventually go down and wait. Lingo seems like a pretty solid 145. I think the punch power is going to make a difference. And I think he's going to grind this out. But I would not be shocked if Zala wins this fight because he does seem a little flashy on the feet. Devin, who do you got for these newcomers, bud? So, man, uh, these guys, like you said, they should be maybe head. It's like a Bellator prelim, you know. Um, and they both got some pretty good, uh, pretty good records there. I, I really think Zalal has a lot more cage time. Lingo has a lot of really quick finishes, and they both have fought, you know, about the same level of competition. Uh, Zalal likes to get, he'll get hit a lot and he'll, he'll go in there, he'll point to the middle of the cage and he'll press forward and he'll get hit with a big overhand and then start grappling right away. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens after the first minute and a half of this fight because Lingo has a lot of really fast stoppages. Um, you could say that he's been can crushing. Um, that might not be the nicest thing to say, but it's, it's a little truthful. We're not nice. We're not nice on the MMA takes podcast. We're not nice. Yeah. He's fought. Nobody's he's, he's fought. Nobody's neither one of them really have. Um, and, and this is a good, this is a good test for both of them just to see where they're at. And it could be, you know, it could be a grind out, drag them out fight, or it could be something quick from lingo. Um, you know, I don't, 
we don't really have a crazy sample size on either one of these guys as far as competition. You know, it's kind of like if you were to go to a nursing home and just fight a bunch of old guys, you know, like where, where do you really stand? You know, I'd win so I'd I, kick I, all their asses. It's, you know, and, and it's, it's hard to, it's hard to say. Um, I think I'm going to go with Zalal just because I think that he can grab and I think he can put it together. Okay. That's a good pick. I like that pick. I didn't have the, uh, I didn't have the uh, the balls to pick that pick. Um, I like that. I like that under though. I like that under. That's a nice under there. Yeah, I mean this is this fight is it's great. I mean, uh, Lingo has a little bit of hype next to him. He's got a little bit of a name. Um, a lot of people like him. I believe he trains out of. He's a Texas guy. This is in Houston. Yeah, Fortis MMA. So he's with Safe Saud. So he's out with a good camp. A lot of people like him. A lot of finishes on his record. So I can see why he would be the favorite. But a two to one favorite to me is crazy. I like that you went Oppo there. I think that's a good. I think that's a solid underdog play. All right, next up, Andre U, who's fifteen and six. He is a minus one twenty five favorite. He is fighting Jonathan Martinez, who's eleven and two. He's a minus one hundred five underdog. Pick him fight here. Really interesting fights. Uh, I'll let you lead the dance here. Do you like Yule or do you like Jonathan Martinez? So this is a weird fight here. Um, both of them both of them don't have the greatest, you know, like Andre Yule's best win is over like Hendon Burrell, which really isn't, you know, at this point in the game, like where is he at, you know? Um, Yule does a lot of really good things. In a, in a in a you know in a small space like he, when it comes to range striking he's really good at range striking and I you know I just don't know where this fight's gonna take place if I if it takes place where I think it'll take place I think Yule will win um it's just it's really hard for me to say where this fight's gonna take place I'm sorry someone's thought you crazy here you know like Cheeto beat him up pretty bad um. Cheeto beat up Yule pretty bad. It's, you know, it's really hard to say because Martinez is a really good fighter, but I feel like he's not very defensively sound. I feel like when it comes to exchanges, he he doesn't use his footwork well. He just, you know, shells up and he moves straight backward. And I think Yule has enough power in his hands to really, you know, put something together. If, if he just uses good footwork and, and, he, and he cuts angles on him, I think he can, you know, pose a lot of threats, but then again, if, if John, if, if Martinez just really, you know, if, if, it's, it's hard to, it's really hard for me Tough to fight. say this one. Tough fight to pick. Because it's a pick for a reason. If, man, if Martinez really wanted to, you know, put the grappling together, he, he could do a lot. He could do a lot and, and pose a lot of threats there. I just don't know where, I don't know where the fight's going to take place, and that's what and that's what makes me nervous about um, because if you will, if you'll keep it standing and keeps it at range, he, he should win this fight. Everything is telling me to pick Martinez, but for some reason, I think you will, if, if it takes, if it takes place on the feet, you should win this fight. If Martinez really puts coupling together, you will just, that he's so one dimensional that it's just, it's really hard for me to say. This is a fight that I have no. I've wrote notes on, but I haven't made the pick yet. I'm gonna pick Yule, but I'm, I'm not confident with that. Okay, Andre Yule. I had Andre Yule written down. I'm gonna go Oppo. I'm going Martinez, and this is a straight pick 'em fight. Jonathan Martinez is coming off two wins. He made his UFC debut, lost to Andre Sukumal. Close fight. I mean, he just looked outsized, outmanned, outgunned in that fight against Sukumal, who isn't you know tearing up the UFC. 
Uh, he has two wins over Chinese fighters, I believe. Uh, his last win, he was losing the fight, caught a knee, knockout win, uh, pretty crazy knockout win. Uh, Texas kid again. They're filling this card up with Texas people. Andre Yule's a guy I've lost a lot of money on. I was very impressed with his Henan Burrell performance. He's long. He's lengthy. He's got good punches. He His takedown defense was decent, but Nathaniel Wood exposed him, and I think other people have leaned on to that as well. Um, yeah, he got embarrassed by Chito Vera. I, I, I picked him against Chito Vera, um, and uh, I got embarrassed. So I had Yule written down, just my gut feeling, because it is a pick and fight. Um, but since you went you, I'm going to go Oppo. I'm going to go Martinez. Let's spice it up a little bit. Uh, I really had no problem with picking either of these guys. I, I'm going to avoid this fight. This is my do not bet fight of the card because it literally can go either way. I know the lines are looking enticing. Oh, they're both minus. It's a fifth pick and fight, blah, blah, blah. It can go either way. You don't know who's going to show up. So I'm picking Martinez, and uh, that's a slight dog, slight underdog, but uh, we'll see on fight night how the how the card changes. Okay, next up, Domingo Pilarte, who is 8-2. He is minus 130 favorite. He's fighting Journey Newsome, who's 9-2. He's a plus 100 underdog. I lead the dance here. I was very impressed with Domingo on the contender series. He was a 3-1 underdog. Pulled out a super big, you know, tough, gritty defeat um, win. He submitted a guy. Didn't make his UFC debut in a while. It took him a while to make his UFC debut. His UFC uh, debut, he fought Philly Krause, lost a split decision. I thought he won that fight. He's a big guy for those band and weight division. Journey Newsom is a small guy. Journey Newsom is bricked up, but he's 5'5". Five five. Boxer. Um, I don't love his punches. I don't love his angles. I don't love how he's going to enter. He's fighting a much taller, rangier guy who has decent striking, but can also finish you on the ground. That's Pilarte. Uh, Journey's a guy who I think shouldn't be at Bantamweight. Maybe he's a 125-er if, if he maybe lost some of the muscle. I, I just watched a lot of tape on this kid, and I, I haven't been blown away by him. Um, he got finished, I believe, in the UFC. Uh, who did he fight? He got finished. He got finished by somebody. Uh, Ricardo Ramos finished him in the UFC. His UFC debut. Excuse me, he didn't finish him. He uh, lost the decision, but Ramos dropped him with a spinning wheel kick. So Newsom does have uh, some uh, some will, some heart to come back. Pilarte, again, a little disappointing debut, but I think he's the bigger, longer guy here. I like the number at 130 next to his name. I thought this would be a little bit a little bit further up, maybe maybe 150, 160 for Pilarte, but uh, I love the number. I'm going to take Pilarte here. Uh, Dev, who you got? So I agree with a lot of the stuff you say about um, Pilarte. He, he, and uh, just, just for some clarity, I've been scrambling the whole time you were talking there. Yeah. I somehow deleted all of my notes and I have been scrambling to Jeez. recover them and I recovered them. Thankfully, Jeez. Um, I spent like fucking three and a half hours just watching tape and <laughs> putting these notes together. The other day. He takes so it just, serious you know, people. He takes it serious. Scram- I've been sweating like a whore in church in the past two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Pilarte, you know, he's definitely the bigger guy here. I, I just feel like, um, another guy that's just not very defensively sound. And this division is kind of full of them. Um, I, I feel like Pilarte is definitely the bigger guy, but I feel like he just gets hit a lot. And when he gets hit, it's like he, he's one of the dudes that he, get, he just gets hit hard. Like for some reason, he, whenever he, he I, I just feel like his counter punching isn't always there. Um, Journey's a smaller guy though. And it's, it's going to be hard. He could win this fight if he, if he mix, mixes up the wrestling, um, he he's a, he's good at getting takedowns, but he's not as great in the scrambles in between. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with Journey just because you're picking Pilarte. Um, 
That's and I just think Journey has enough power. He's a typical wrestle boxer. Um, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to say. Um, this is another fight where you know I don't. I don't really give a shit about either one of these fighters. If you, if just just being honest, will it change your mind if I told you Domingo Plarte fights from Houston, and this card's in Houston? Does that change your mind at all? Don't, I don't want it to. I've already written it down. But hometown it crowd, hometown cooking, baby. So that would actually make me lean even further from him because Woo-hoo! the only reason he's there is probably because he's there in Houston. All right, I like it. You know we disagree. This is, I think, the first time ever we've disagreed <laughs> on the first three fights. I love it. I love it. I, and you know what? You're right. I mean, a lot of these fights, it's like kind of like a who cares. It's a fight night. It, this is a fight night card for like Boise, Idaho, that they put two of the best pound for pound at the top of the card, right? It's not a deep card, but it is MMA. We haven't had MMA in what? two? It'll be two weeks since last Connor's fight, and uh, we got eight weeks straight. So this card's kind of a weird placement because it's right after Super Bowl. It's right after Connor. Jones isn't the superstar that he was planning to be. They're not going to fill this card up with a ton of talent because you literally have eight cards after this in a row. And this is just the tip of the iceberg to kind of wet our beaks a little bit. So I'm excited for some of these fights, but you're right. It's not the deepest card. There's a lot of who gives a shit fights. All right, next up, Miles Johns, who is 10 and 0. He's a minus 130 favorite. He is fighting Mario Batista, who is 7 and 1. He is a plus 100 underdog. Uh, Dev. Tell me who wins, bud. You know, this is another fight that was hard, harder for me to pick. A lot of these fights are hard for me to pick, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if they should have been this hard for me to pick, but they, they definitely, they definitely have been. Um, it's a shame that Jimmy Rivera and and Cheeto Vera got canceled on this card because that would have been, you know, at least something right for us to watch here. Miles Johnson's undefeated record, I. He's 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 really athletic. He he you know he can wrestle. He can box. He's like I was saying before. He's just another typical you know wrestle boxer guy. He's he's really good. I just don't know if if Bautista has that same cracking power that that Johns has. Um, but I, I also feel like uh, Bautista it just might be able to if he can stick out that first minute and a half flurry that that Miles Johns will probably end up coming with. I think Bautista can can put something together. I'm really curious to see who you're going to pick, and I wish it was your turn to pick for this fight. I, it's, you We're know, gonna, you want to do the switch? Torn. Remember, we made that rule last week. We switched who goes first to see who picks first. You want to use your one switch for this? Yes. You want to save it? You want to use it? Yes. Okay. So you use your one switch. Uh, this fight was tough for me to pick as well, but then it, it boiled down to one thing, right? Batista almost beat Corey Sanhagen. He had a deep arm bar, almost made him tap. He's he's very slick on the ground. His conditioning is really good. His stand-up is coming along. Miles Johns' stand-up is decent. He's kind of a bricked-up dude for this division. But I thought he looked very average on the contender series. And I thought he lost his UFC debut against Cole Smith. I, I thought he lost that fight. I thought he got outgrappled. He gassed a little bit. Don't know what the judges are seeing. I'm taking Bautista. I think Bautista is going to have the advantage on the ground, even off his back. I think he's going to be able to win the scrambles. If John's is smart, he won't take the fight down. But I feel like it's one of those wrestling mindsets where he's like, oh, I'm a wrestler. 
I'm going to land a big strike, but then I got to shoot for a takedown. It's almost like muscle memory for these guys. He's a young fighter. He's 10 and 0. He's not have a ton of experience. I think he's going to end up taking Batista down, getting caught in some kind of choke, maybe get mounted with some kind of arm bar or whatever. Uh, I think Batista is a little bit slicker than people give him credit for. And if he doesn't finish by submission, I think he'll, he'll win a decision as well. But Miles John, again, is a guy who I'm doubting a little bit because I haven't been impressed. He's from Texas. He can come out and press, right? He can come out and, you know, be the hometown kid. But I just think Bautista's a little bit slicker. And he's an underdog, so he's got a good number next to his name. Yeah, and see, I want, I was really curious as to, you know, where you were going to go with that because I, I agree with you 100% on everything you said. I mean, Bautista's only only loss to, to Sanhagen is he still looked really, really good there. And he fought that fight not expecting to lose that fight. And that's a really good mentality to have. Yeah. And I just think I, I think that John's will try to grapple because he he is a wrestler. He has that background, and I really think that when it comes to conditioning, wrestlers can wrestle longer than they can do anything else. Like they, it's just it's just something that that's built into them. It's it's the way that they train their. It's just the way that they train. It's it's what they do. So when it comes to doing everything else mixed together. They, they can gas a little easier and then they'll resort back to that grappling over and over again. And I think that, you know, second, third round, getting a little tired, forcing, forcing some grappling exchange, I think he could get sloppy and I think he could get caught. Um, I think Bautista could sub him late or, or, or you know, if, if, as long as he can get past the first minute and a half, like I was saying before, I think he's, his, his chance is just double, triple, quadruple. I, I think Bautista's a really good pick and I'm surprised that he's an underdog. Yeah. Miles Johns, you know, he's coming from contender series. He has that record. He's from Texas. Batista, one on one in the UFC. Um, kind of an unknown guy. Not that people know him. So, for the record, you're picking Batista, right? I'm picking Batista. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, yeah. It's 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 an interesting fight. That's one fight that it is tough to pick. It's a it's a fight that's tough to pick because both guys are you know a little unproven in the UFC and they're ready to. One of them's ready to step above the other one, right? They're ready to show their talents, and, and we'll see who. Uh, and I just think Batista has a little bit more talent than John's right now. All right, next up, Alex Moreno is seventeen and five. He's a minus three hundred favorite. He is fighting Kalen Williams, who is nine and one. He's a plus two thirty underdog. I lead the dance here since we switched. When I saw plus two thirty underdog, he's taking this fight in a short notice. Alex Moreno was supposed to fight Diego Lima. Lima pulled out for some issue. Moreno, a Texas guy, coming off a weird victory over Max Griffin, uh, really, really burned my ass because I had a lot of money on Max Griffin on that fight. Um, but Moreno got it done, right? He's a, he's a guy I doubt it a lot, but he, if I looked at his record, he's got a lot of wins. Like he wins a lot of fights. He's a tough, tough dude. Kalen Williams, a guy nine and one. He looks impressive. I didn't know who he was. I looked at fo- footage of him. Uh, very average, very average. His record is a fraud nine and one. But if you look at who he's fought, it's three and 11 guys. It's nine and 16. It's eight and eight. Like he's fought. Nobody's he's taking this fight on short notice, which is fine. You know, getting the bump up the UFC's fight. I believe he's from Michigan, uh, Michigan guy, Midwest guy. Um, so I was interested. I was like, Ooh, usually this is kind of a spot where an underdog can shine. Short notice, plus 230, has a good record. No one really knows who he is. These are the guys that come out and shine. However, I quickly changed my mind. And even though I think Moreno is way too high at minus minus 300, and you should not bet Moreno, I think he's going to get the job done pretty easily here. I think he's going to – Kalen's going to want to grapple, fuck him for the first half of the round. I think Moreno is going to be too smart for that, and I think he's going to fuck him up. I don't think Williams belongs uh, in the UFC yet with that record. He's fought nobody. So – I'm going to pick Moreno with a heavy favorite, um, but I'm not going to bet this fight. Don't bet it. 
yeah, this this bet this fight isn't worth really betting on. Not many of these fights are really worth even. Like if you're if you're if you're a gambler and you like to bet fights, I'd almost stay away from this whole fucking card. Uh, just to be honest with you, just because there's so much weirdy, weirdy beardy fucking weird fights on this card that shouldn't take place, and and there's there's so many there's so many you know fighters on this card that I just don't have the UFC miles yet. So you don't really know what to expect from him, which means anything could happen, which means you could lose your fucking money. Right. Or you could win a bunch of money. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's a weird the whole card together. And then the two the two main events, which are which are the people that, you know, most people that bet fights are are, you know, I wouldn't say most of that bet fights, but a lot of the casual betters and the casual watchers. What's the point of, of betting Jones and Valentina? They're just such high, you know, and you get the shitheads that'll throw a hundred bucks on Reyes or a hundred bucks on Chikagian. Just because the lines are the lines are where they are, but you know it's a weird it's a weird card for me to bet. Um, that being said, I'm I'm gonna go with Moreno as well, even though he's just so unathletic for a professional athlete. He fights out of Fortis. He fights out of a good gym. He's got impressive wins. He, he beat Max Griffin. I just think that Kalen doesn't have that same experience. He's super average, like just super super average. You know, maybe the best guy in your local gym could could you know. Give him a run for his money average. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't, I'm just not his, his, like you said, his wins are against, you know, 50, 50 opponents, you know, that they don't have any impressive records. He doesn't have any names. Moreno has some, has a name, you know, Griffin's a name there, but it's still not, neither one of these guys I'm, I'm thrilled about or excited to watch fight. Um, but if, as far as a betting standpoint, um, Moreno would be a smarter fight to, to, fighter to pick. I don't like where the line is either. It, it should be like a, you know, like a, a minus two hundred maybe or like a one eighty. Um, I don't like where the line's at, but I'm gonna pick Moreno just because I, I feel like he has, you know, he just has a better competition. The, right. His his more than twice as many fights. It, I just think Moreno is gonna put it together. Any fights out of Fortis, you know, yeah. which is a a, a great Solid gym. Too. He's got great training partners, so. Yeah, we spent way too long on that fight. That fight's gonna stink. So let's yeah. let's move on. We had Andrea <laughs> Lee, who's eleven and three. She's a minus three fifty favorite. She's fighting Lauren Murphy, eleven and four, plus two sixty five underdog. Devin, the ladies are taking place here. Who do you like, bud? Andrea Lee Easy. freaking screwed me last time oh. around here. Uh oh. Um. And. <laughs> It's just so weird. What, what it just depends on what happens in this fight, um, because Andrea Lee is she's really dominant from top position on the ground, but her footwork's not the best. She doesn't have power at all. Um, she's somewhat technical. I would say she's definitely more technical than Lauren Murphy. Um, and Lauren Murphy can lately she's been putting her combinations together together better, you know, and she's counter striking with some hooks. She's she's doing a little bit better with that, but she's still. Um, she's still not as far come along as she should be. And Andrea Lee showed us a lot against her in her last fight against Calderwood. Um, and Calderwood really, you know, put it together. It, it was a close fight, but Calderwood really put it together and was impressive in that, you know, in, in their exchanges. And, and she did everything well. I think Andrea Lee should take this fight, though. I'm, I'm going to pick her again. And if she burns me this time, I'm not going to pick her ever again. I just think that I don't like the betting line. Um, I really don't like the betting line. Uh, Lauren Murphy has been looking better lately. It's just Lauren Murphy's 36 years old already. It's 
Yeah, it's a t- it's it's, it's hard a, for me. It's a weird line. Uh, it the line is based on Vegas saying Andrew Lee's the next star because people like me and some other people think she is. I thought she beat Joanne Collard. I thought it was a really really tough fight for her. She was going through a lot in her personal life, and it was it was a weird matchup. And Joanne's gotten Joanne's my girl. Like I love her voice. Like I want to just bottle her voice and like have it with me at all times. Um, but Andrew Lee, I thought won that fight. I thought it was a really close fight, but I would have I gave the nod to Andrew Lee. Um, She's very good on top. She's not the best on bottom. Her cardio looked a little suspect last time out. I think she's going to correct that. Um, Lauren Murphy's a girl. She got came got a finisher last time out, right? A fight that she looked really, really good in. They both have similar records. Um, the line's really high because people are thinking Lee's the star. Similar to, not as crazy, but similar to the Macy Barber line that we saw a couple weeks ago. That was insane. Um, it's similar. A lot of people think Lee's the next star at this weight class. There's not a lot of women at this weight class. She is obviously, I mean, she's ranked fifth. Was that what it says? Sixth or fifth? Um, I think the fights could be a lot closer than the odds say. I'm picking Andrew Lee as well. I'm high on Andrew Lee. I think she's a very talented fighter. I think her kicks are good. Her, her boxing's not the best. I think she's tough. I think she's willing to fight. And uh, as long as she can get really good takedown offense and get really good takedowns, she's going to be tough to beat because she's really good on top when she's on top. But if she gets stuck on bottom or, you know, gets in the scramble, she, she struggles a little bit. But... Uh, yeah, I'm picking Andrew Lee as well. I'm not going to bet these fights. Both these fights, you just just don't bet. Now, the next fight, nope. Trevin Giles, who's 11-2. and two. He is fighting Antonio Arroyo, who's 9-3. and three. Let me ask you a question. Do you like dogs? Because I like dogs. 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 You like dogs? Oh, dogs. Sure. I like dogs. I played that new soundbite because this is my underdog lock of the night. Antonio Arroyo at plus 105 is a steal. Trevin Giles... Two and two in the UFC, his last two fights, he looks terrible. Arroyo bricked up Brazilian coming from the contender series. Lost his UFC debut. The only reason he's he's the underdogs, he lost his UFC de- debut. This dude's got great kicks, great submissions. Giles is in way over his head in this fight. I bet Trevin Giles the past two times out and his fight IQ is dog shit. He kept taking Jared Morskart down, got choked out. What are you doing, right? Antonio Arroyo, a guy who a lot of people don't know about, 9-3, only has one fight in the UFC. I can see him coming in the underdog here. He is my underdog lock. Take it to the bank. Cast a check already. He's my guy. Devin, who you got, pal? Trevin, this, you know, I feel like he, I think he was a police officer, uh, Trevin Giles. At, at still one point is. Life. I don't know if he's still. Yeah, he still is. Still is. Um, that's impressive. Um, his fight IQ isn't. At all, you know, he's the guy that wants to continuously, continuously, continuously try to try to grapple Mearshart. That's just not smart. Like his fight IQ is not there. He has the athleticism, he has the tools to to get things done, but his head is just not there. Um, and Arroyo is super impressive, man. Um, the the guy that he fought in his last fight, um, just just slicked it out and 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 just had better and just was able to sub him out with another contender series guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, Mune, his last name is Munez or something like that. He he's bricked up too. He's a big old boy for uh, for one eighty five. Another too. Brazilian as well. Yeah. Yep. So I'm I'm gonna go with Arroyo. I'm just gonna keep it short and simple. Um, I'm gonna go with Arroyo as well. I just you know I don't love I don't love Giles Giles fight IQ. Um, I don't like what he's been doing in his last fight. He has all the tools to win this fight, of course, but I just think Arroyo is going to be too strong, too powerful. I think that he, he has enough he has enough grappling and wrestling skills to keep the fight where he wants it. I think that his hands are going to be a little more powerful. I think he's a little crisper. 
I think he's got a, a lot more fast reaction time. I just think that he's, you know, I just think Trevin Giles is, is going to be in trouble in this fight. Yeah. I, I think you're right. It's probably, it's probably going to have to be my underdog lock of the night too. Uh, outside, you know, I'm not going to pick it just yet. But, okay. Think about it. Uh, Sleep I, on it. I, think about it. Marinate it. I, I think, <laughs> I, you know, I, and I, I just can't believe Trevor Giles fight IQ, man. You know, I just don't know where his head's at. Yeah. He's a very talented I guy. I think he's really talented. I mean, his made his UFC debut. He looked great. He was 2-0 and going into um, the Zach Cummings fight. And he, again, really, he gassed and, and got caught with a punch and then got caught with a choke in the third round. Got caught with a choke in the third round. Same thing. Guillotine choke in the third round both times. Last time's out. And it's just... His, he, when he loses gas, you know, um, when he doesn't have cardio, as, his cardio is not where it should be. He starts fighting loose and going back to his what his roots, and he gets caught, you know. So uh, he can't do that in this fight. This this kid he's fighting is, is really talented, and, and I'm looking forward to this fight. All right, main card time. Uh, Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, Houston Zone, 22 and 70. He's a minus 275 favorite. He is fighting Lear Latifi, making his UFC, or excuse me, heavyweight debut. Uh, he's 14 and 7. He's a plus 215 underdog. Devin, big boys, you got you got the Black Beast or you got uh uh the fucking backyard shed. Whatever John Anik is trying to get the stick. I wanna I wanna support my guy. The backyard shed Lilir Latifi. You know, this if will you be upset at me if I say this? I'm actually most excited for this fight out of the whole card. Yes, I'll be I'm I'm gonna be very upset because I, I think this fight is weird. It's so that's what and that's what intrigues me. It's literally like a fucking circus fight. Ilir Latifi is just small. Like he's he's not small, but he's short. He doesn't have a long reach. He's just stocky. He's a fucking he is a fucking little anvil. Like uh, he's not even a fire hydrant. The dude's a little anvil. Right. Um. And Derek Lewis has actually lost a lot of weight. Derek Lewis is looking really, really. He slim. does. He looks good. Uh, and and what Ilir likes to do best is grapple, and that's going to be his best chance against the Black Beast against Derek Lewis, but. Derek Lewis has one thing that not all heavyweights possess. Derek Lewis just has stupid strength. He doesn't he doesn't have great technical skills at all, but when it comes to like any grappling exchanges, if you watch his fights, he just muscles out of shit. Like people he'll people will have, you know, they'll have side control and 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 be in a mount and he can just sit up and he can just get up and that's just pure strength. I don't know if he's carrying that same strength at his new weight because his his walk around weight was like two ninety five at, at one point in his career. Yeah, big boy. He was cutting, cutting down right. to sixty five. Um, and I don't think he's cut. He's his walk around weight is probably around two. It's looking around two fifty five, two sixty five. So he's lost a pretty significant amount of weight. Um, I I look at the Vulcan Uzdemir fight with Alir Latifi, and I think that when Alir starts getting hit and the fight doesn't go his way. He really gets in trouble, and if Vulcan can hurt him and put him in that same amount of trouble, I think Derek Lewis can. Derek Lewis can take whatever Alir is going to be able to give. I think, and I think that if, if even if the exchanges are seventy percent in favor of Alir and thirty percent in favor of Lewis, we all know it only takes one bomb from Lewis to end it. And I think that I don't know where Alir's chin is at. I don't know where his head is at. He's going to be the quicker guy. He's going to, you know. He's gonna have. He's probably gonna be faster in the scrambles. But I just even just look at Derek Lewis against Marcin Tybura. Like he was getting 
out grappled, out clinched, but just one one mistake in the clinch, Marcin Tybura gets fucking put unconscious. Yeah. Um. And when Derek Lewis wins fights, people are usually asleep and and, and fucking seizuring. Yeah. And I I just think that Alir is small. I think he's like five nine or five ten. You know, Derek Lewis is six three. I think Derek Lewis has has a really fast right hand. He's slow in plotting, and he throws two pretty good. Oh, he throws a pretty good switch high kick too, like a switch head kick. It's pretty telegraphed, but I think that if he were to hit Alir with that, even if you check it, it's got a lot of power. And I think he can, you know, if he can get Alir walking down Queer Street, I, I think that he can put him away pretty quickly. And I'm going to pick Derek Lewis. Yeah. This fight's just weird to me. It's a weird matchup. I think, you know, Derek Lewis from Houston, they want to book it. Lalir Tifi going up to heavyweight. Uh, saw the stare downs today. Lalir, again, just, I mean, he looks like he looked at 205. Didn't, doesn't look really any different to me. He's obviously a thick guy. You know, he's big. He's probably going to come in there about 230, I imagine. I can't, I can't imagine weighing more than that. Um, Derek Lewis looks great. He's going to put on for Houston. Um, you're right. Lalir is the only way he's going to win this fight is if he takes him down. But, you know, Derek Lewis showed in the Blagoy fight, which I thought Blagoy won. Uh, when he gets taken down, he just stands right the fuck up. Like, he just doesn't care. And Lalir Latifi's not a guy that's going to fucking, you know, snatch up a neck. I mean, he does have some guillotine wins, but I just don't see that happening. I see Lalir t- uh, gassing a little bit, slowing down. This is the first time a heavyweight he's going to carry that weight. A little differently, and, and Derek's going to be amped up for the Houston crowd. Um, I'm not a huge Derek Lewis fan as a fighter. I think he's hilarious as a personality. I hope he maybe goes into like broadcasting or something with ESPN. But I think he's a very average fighter, and I think uh, at heavyweight he's very average, and sometimes he doesn't show up. I think he'll show up. I think he'll get a win, and uh, it should be an entertaining fight to kick off the card. It's, it's just a weird fight to me. I don't know. Um, but again, then again, a lot of there's not a lot of heavyweights to be booked right now, so it is what it is. All right, next up, you got Danny. Yeah, he's 12 and 2. He's a minus 135. Oh, excuse me. He's a minus uh one oh or excuse me, plus brain broke. Plus 105 underdog. He's fighting Mursad Bektik, who's 13 and 2, who's a minus 135 favorite. I'm gonna bury the lead. I'm going Ige. This almost was my lock of the ninth. I'm really high in Dan Ige. I wasn't before. I thought he was just Ali Abaziz little assistant bitch, but this dude's a real dude, a uh, real deal. People he trains with in Vegas, everyone has high marks for this guy. He's, he's, he's aggressive. He doesn't have super knockout power, but he can't hurt you, and, he, and, he, and he's really hard to hold down. Mursad Bektik coming in a little arrogant, right? He trains with for for uh, Haas. He's got a great team behind him. He's a smart guy. He just a lot of his fights, he let he let it get away from him towards the end there. You know, his last fight with Josh Emmett, he was winning, and then he got caught. Uh, he has a chin problem. I mean, Darren Elkins knocked the fucking guy out. Uh, Massad looks a little arrogant to me. Took his shirt off during the little weigh-ins or stare-downs today, which is kind of a nice little flex there. Looks to be in great shape. I think he's a talented fighter. I just think Ige wants it more. I think he's fucking tougher. I think he's grittier. I think it's going to be an absolutely close fight. If Ige... Finishes, it'll be late in the fight because Mursad Bektik is a fucking handful in those beginning rounds. But I think it's going to go three. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to touch the fight betting-wise, but I'm definitely going to go prop. I think it's going to go decision. I think it'll be close decision. But I like Ige in this fight. I just think he has a, a little bit more. I don't know if it's skill because Mursad Bektik is very talented. I just I just think he has it. There's something it about him that I like, and uh, that's the reason they're on the main card. So, Devin, who you like, bud? Yeah, actually, I... I... I agree with you 100% on that. Um, Mursad has had a lot of wars, man. Maybe if he didn't, if they had the same amount of damage acquired over their careers, I might pick Bektik over over Ige. But 
Ige is definitely going to be the smaller guy. Mursad's a pretty big dude for that division. Um, but Mursad just takes a lot of fucking damage, man. Like I, like you said, chin problem. It's a damage accrued. Like Josh Emmett hits fucking hard, and, and Josh Emmett, you know, sent him to another place. Darren Elkins, he beat the shit out of Darren Elkins, and Darren Elkins pulled out the ultimate freaking hat trick, and and sent him to another place where he didn't want to go either. And I feel like um, Bektik just has the more miles on him. I, I feel like Ige is a little more technically sound. He's a little, he's going to be the smaller guy. But I, just like you said, I think he might have, you know, I think he's definitely got it in the durability standpoint. And when it comes to guys that are, that are, you know, almost matched technically, it's kind of like who's going to be able to wear the damage better. And I just think Ige, Ige is a little bit crisper, um, a little bit crisper in exchanges as well. I think, I think Ige is going to take it. I just think the damage is going to be much for, for Bechtick. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, a lot of people like this Ige pick. Um, I've seen some guys split because Mursak, I mean, he can show up, and he's a really talented fighter. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think Ige, it's his time right now. He's he's clicking on another level. He's fighting really good competition, and he's looking good doing it. And he's powerful, and he's tough, and he's got a chin, and I'm excited. Okay, next up, Justin Taffley. He's 3-1. and one. He's a plus-190 underdog. He's fighting Juan Adams, who is 5-2, and 6-2. and two. He's a minus two forty favorite. Devin, you lead with this fucking fight. This is the worst fight on the card, in my opinion. Uh, who do you like in the big boys? So you know how they have a contender series for new coming fighters. They yes. need to have another type of. They need to have a fighting for your contract show. Okay. Um, and then these two guys would, would be on it. Um, what it, it sucks because Juan Adams is coming off of a loss from a guy that nobody fucking likes, and. Uh, Tafa's coming off of a, of a fucking vicious knockout over a guy I'm super high on, um, which which is Jorgen DeCastro. I, right. I, I really like that guy. I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, Juan Adams, I don't, you know, he's a big dude for heavyweight. He's a big, big heavyweight. Juan Adams is going to be the bigger guy. Um, he just, like, folded against Greg Hardy. Like, I don't even know what he got hit with in that fight. It was just weird. Like, I... and. I follow him on Instagram. He doesn't have a big following. Um, he's kind of like revamped his Instagram. He, he says he deals with like anxiety and, and some type of mental health stuff, I believe. So that could really be what had plagued him in that fight. I know he switched camps recently. Um, I'm going to pick Juan Adams, but this is literally like a bowl spaghetti fight. Not, you know, Tafa has one fight in the UFC and he's, he's got viciously knocked out. I think he's got like, how many fights does he have on his record? Five four. or four? four. One amateur four fight, fights. four pro fights. And he's only there because he's only there because he's boys with fucking Shuey. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's only there for that reason. And and the Australian MMA is just falling off. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're they're like you got Tyson Pedro. He was highly touted. Where the fuck is that guy at? Um. You know you got Shuey, Taito Ivasa. He was highly touted. Where the fuck is that guy at? Um. And I think Tafa's going to that same place, unfortunately. And yeah. I don't think Juan Adams is going to be in the UFC very much longer either. I think these guys are fighting for their contract. Um, and honestly, depending on the performance, if it's if it's a fucking bad performance, both of these guys might get cut. I'm sorry, Juan Adams, you might listen to this, you might not. But um, if you don't, you should. Um, but I think Juan Adams is going to take this. He, he's got to win impressively, even if even if it's a, it's a a shitty loss. Like he could still possibly, you know be cut after this so right i'm gonna pick one adams and i i don't know why this fight is even here um i i think that they want something with maybe one adams that that i don't know what the ufc is fucking no why is this above Derek lewis and right this is why? this is 
yeah, the card placement's really weird on this one. Um, I mean, the UFC likes to promote heavyweights, I guess, in their, you know, the analytics of whatever the UFC fucking has, heavyweights do well. I'm not really sure. Uh, I don't really like either of these guys. I think it's cool that Juan Adams is addressing his anxiety and stuff that he had. However, the problem I have is, is the fight with Greg Hardy is all the shit he talked before and he just didn't perform. Like if, if you don't want to, if you don't want to talk the shit, that's fine. But when you do, let's maybe perform a little bit. Right. Um, he just held on to that single leg and got his fucking head smashed. Uh, Justin Taffa, a guy who, when he made his UFC debut against Jorgen DeCastro, Jorgen was an underdog. And I said, there's no fucking way Jorgen is going to sleep him. And Taffa should not be in the UFC. It's 3-0. Boys with Tai Tuivasa, that part of the world, when you get big heavyweights like that, people jump on them pretty quick, you know, because they're usually entertaining. They're usually powerful. They usually have some kind of background. Uh, Taffa, as, as far as I know, is just a fucking tough dude. He does not doesn't have a wrestling background. No jiu-jitsu guy. doesn't have a boxing like professional boxing background, kickboxing, anything. He's just a fucking tough dude. Uh, I'm going to pick Taffa only because I'm going to go opposite you. I didn't, I didn't have anything written down for this fight. I don't care about this fight. Um, I see it probably playing out. Juan Adams coming down, wrestling him, and Taffa can't get up, and probably Juan Adams is going to TKO him. Uh, but Taffa could land a big shot, and Juan, Juan could choke again. He could not show up for the fight uh, like he did with... Um, uh, what he did with Greg Hardy. But again, I think this fight stinks, so I don't want to talk too much about it. I got Taffa. All right, come at event time. Valentina Shevchenko, who is 18 and 3. She's a minus 1,100 favorite. She's fighting Caitlin Chikagian, who is 13 and 2. She is a plus 650 underdog. I lead the dance here. I, I mean, I'm not going to surprise anybody. I'm picking Valentina, but I will say this. Caitlin Chikagian, who I, I've, I've talked bad about on this podcast, I don't love her fighting style. I did go back and watch some of her fights. She's tall, she's lean, she's lanky, and she's very active, right? And and Shevchenko's not. Like, her last fight against Liz Carmouche was very, very boring. Um, when someone presses Shevchenko with their punches and their, and their footwork, Shevchenko grabs him body lock, takes him down. She's very heavy on top, she's very good on top, but she's not a killer on top. She's not going to finish, she's not going to submit you really. She could do all those things, but she just doesn't do those. Caitlin Chigagian, not great off her back, right? Hopefully she's working on that. I know she trains with Henzo. She could, this could be a very boring fight. I think this fight's not going to be very exciting. I think this is going to be a lot of pace controlling. Who's going to edge out the rounds? Caitlin Chikagian wins a lot of close decisions because she's very active. She's very active over the punches. I don't see Valentina steamrolling like she did Jessica. I just don't see that happening. I see Valentina being very tight in the pocket. And sometimes when fighters are so technical and they're so fucking good, that can be their downfall because they don't want to let it go, you know, because I'm in the wrong position to throw this punch. So I'm going to block instead of fire off or I'm going to, I can't counter here. There's sometimes in too much in their head. Valentina is super technical that when Chikagian, if Chikagian puts a high pace on her, that could be a problem. That's the only thing though. I think Valentina is obviously the better fighter. She's one of the pound for pound goats females. I mean, obviously she's lost twice to Amanda Nunez and Amanda Nunez much bigger than her, but uh, Amanda Nunez is the GOAT. Valentina's right there. No one wants to fight this girl in this division. Um, I mean, Caitlin Chikagian is ranked number two in that division, but, I mean, she does have some decent wins, but they, they're just running out of bodies at this point. I do feel like it'll be a very boring fight, and I do feel like Chikagian could have her moments where, like, we don't know who's going to win that round because Chikagian threw 50 punches and landed 12, and Valentina threw 20 punches and landed 
11. Like, who do you give that round to? So um, it's going to be a close fight, but I, I think Valentina, I, I, mean, I, I can't bet against Valentina, even though in our scoring system with what happened to Roxanne Montefiore, throwing a, a W on uh, Caitlin Chikagan wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world at plus 650. So, Deb, what do you think about it? What do you think about the co-main? Dude, just to go just to go back on that Roxanne Montefiore fight, remember I was telling you, I was like, she could win this, man, and I was hoping that she did. And, like, I, I really hate that. I really hate what Macy Barber did there. We haven't really even got to go over it. It's something that we jumped over. Um, I really didn't like what she did, grabbing the mic in the end, saying, I don't want to, you know, say I hurt myself because it'll take away from Roxy Shine. You hurt yourself because you got caught. You got the shit beat out of you in the first round, and it, it and it was going down that road. Like, don't don't say that you lost because of an injury. You, the injury happened from a punch you took. You got, you got, you know, a little bit, you got a little bit dazed and you didn't have your footing proper and you, you hurt your knee and then you got, and then everything before that was a hundred percent dominance. Even if she would have, you know, won a 10, eight round in the third round, Macy, it would have still been, it would have still been, you know, it would have still been all modifier on the scorecards, but, but even that's not how it was, but you know, enough of that. Um, Chikagian, I really think that uh, her output is very confusing as far as it's it's high volume but what is her what is her striking percentage landed and then how much of that is a significant strike and i really think that her tennis style striking is it's beyond obnoxious to me um i'll have to watch this fight on on mute because her her striking is obnoxious and i I think you're right i think chukagan's she's definitely taller and definitely longer than shevchenko um, I, I think she could put a volume on Shevchenko and she might only land 30% of her strikes. And then, you know, out of the 30%, she lands five of them, maybe significant strikes. She, she, she's, she throws a lot of volume, throws a lot, a lot of volume and that could eke her out some rounds. Um, but then you got to look back at the Jessica I fight and Jessica, I was able to, I mean, it was a split, but Jessica, I was, was able to come to a close decision with her, with her um, and, and win. I think Chikagian is more technical than I, and I think that's what, what got I caught slipping from Shevchenko. I think Shevchenko just is, is, was, so, was so technical that she, she set that trap and finished it. And I think – I don't know if Chikagian can be set with that same trap um, and be finished and KO'd like that. I'd love to see it. Um, I think, I think you're, you're dead on about the rounds being close and it could be a boring fight. Um, I really hope Shevchenko just comes and shows out because – her last opponent got fucking cut from the UFC after fighting her. Who the fuck gets cut after coming off a title fight, win or lose? Right. I mean, yeah. have you ever heard of anybody coming off and getting back in and, the and, old days? Yeah, back in the old days when the contracts yeah. were different. But yeah, I mean, I mean, there were champions that got cut because they couldn't come to a contract. But yeah, not modern day MMA. No, that that never happens. So I'm I'm thinking that Valentina is really going to have that in the back of her head and say, hey. Valentina has all the skills to, 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 to win this. Even if she puts herself in risky situations, Chukagian doesn't have the power to, to put her out, you know, and, and Shevchenko has the power to put out Chukagian. We all saw that. Um, we all saw that in the Jessica I fight. Um, Shevchenko is dominant on top. I think she's actually going to grapple a lot in this fight. I really think that's going to be her motive. Um, you saw what, what, what Shevchenko did to Cachoeira, Priscilla Cachoeira. I was just like a, a she shouldn't have fought her. That, that was a. I didn't. I didn't like watching that fight because yeah, it was, was just so that lopsided. That's brutal. Yeah, that was that was like me. Yeah, just like going to a nursing home and, and fighting an old man in a wheelchair. How you keep bringing like, fighting old just, men? Did you have a problem with old men today? 
It's ever since Connor did that in the bar, man, I can't let it go. Yeah, it's beating up old guys. <laughs> well, you know, it's just, I'm just thinking, you know, I, I can't say old women. Cause right. They, you know, when I was a little quick, sto- of- real quick story here. When I was 16, I fought a 49 year old man outside of a convenience store in Cincinnati. He may or may yeah, not, he may or may not have been homeless, but yeah, I was 16. He was easily 49, 50 years old. So, but that's not an old you guy. Know, you're talking about like 88 year old men shitting in their pants and you're laying them out. And well, I mean, if I said, so I, I it's just, a, it's a, it's a, it's a product of elimination. You know, you can't say you're going to fight a woman. You can't sure. say you're going to fight a baby. So the next, Oh, you, you know, can the, fight the a baby. Most- well, my my daughter will come in here right now <laughs> and fight me. She is a fighter. She's tough. You, we, I, I see the videos. You're gonna get her on the bag soon, or what? She, that's all she does. Like if I like her favorite thing in the house is the garage. Like if I go down there and work out, and my wife stays inside, like she's like pounding on the door. It was like God, God. That's all she wants to do is be out there. Like literally, when I'm watching her, when the wife's at work, we just hang out in the garage. Like and she and there's like my wife has like pink boxing gloves down there. She throws them on. She's she's insane. All right. So anyway, back to the fight. So you you like Valentina though, right? I mean, you're not gonna go crazy. Yeah, I'm going Valentina. Okay. No, I'm going Valentina all the way. It's you know, it's she's a minus twelve hundred. Don't bet this fight just because the lines are there. Were like like we said, you know, with our point system, Chukagian would, would be a, a it still wouldn't be a smart pick. Um, but this shit because it could be like a weird squeak out decision. I just think Valentina's gonna have in her back pocket that Liz Carmouche just got cut after fighting me. I fought a really boring fight. I got a ton of fucking hype after knocking out Jessica I. And I think I think that Valentina needs to go and make a statement, and, and then you know maybe after this maybe maybe if if Wiley were to like TKO Yoana really impressively and, mm-hmm. and call out Valentina maybe that's like a super fight that can be made right. and that's going to be better than the next up and coming contender at 125. Correct. Um, yeah. So I, I, Valentina needs to win and she needs to win impressively um, to keep to keep her her cult following happy. Um, because either you love Valentina or you're not impressed with her. Um, and and I, I think that she just needs to win this fight impressively. And I, I hope she does. I hope she does. And I'm going to take Valentina. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right, main event time. Johnny Bone Jones, 25-1. and 1. He's a minus 450 favorite. He's fighting Dominic Reyes, 12-0, and 0, plus 325 underdog. The most important fight on the card. I think this fight's going to be great. I think it's going to be a really high-level MMA fight. I think there's going to be some storylines that happen in this fight. But, Devin, you lead the dance here, buddy. We got a new champion Saturday night or not? You know, um, I don't know who's next after Dominic Reyes if John wins. And if John keeps winning in the same fashion, it's not going to be a win after Dominic Reyes. The next person, that, if he keeps fighting the way he fought Anthony Smith, the way he fought Thiago Santos, if he fights those fights again um, – the next fight is going to be a loss, especially if he goes to heavyweight. Um, I, you know, I don't know if you look at the global scorecard. I don't know if you have the verdict MMA app. Do you have those that app verdict? MMA? Come on, bro. You know I got it. So, Shout out verdict MMA, so, dude. So that so that global scorecard that they use on verdict MMA with the DC fight, mm-hmm. DC was up on the scorecards until he got caught. I had I, I had him winning. I had him winning. The second half of the first round, I had him winning the second round. And then the third round, 
He was he looked good. He, yeah, he just got caught. I had him winning most of that fight as well. And I had Santos beating Jones uh and last time they fought. I did too. I swore and I mean I don't I don't know if we spoke after the fight that night. We were texting, phone, I believe. I yeah. We- you were very you were hot. I remember getting texts or some DMs on, on Instagram, I can't remember, and you were hot. You were like that's bullshit. Santos won you were very, very, very uh Con- convicted that he uh, Santos won that fight. You know, and I really think that um, I was looking at, I watched the, the final stare off today and Dom is big, dude. He might be bigger than Jones. Big boy. Jones is probably going to have to, big boy. Jo- Jones is going to have the reach advantage and, you know, in the leg reach, arm reach advantage, obviously, but I don't know if he's going to have the strength advantage. I don't think Jones hands are as fast as Dominic Reyes's hands. I think Dom Reyes has really good hand speed. And I think Dominic Reyes has a lot of power with short punches. And I don't know if, I don't think Jones has fought anybody that has high power with short punches. Dominic, if you, like, just, just how, just his knockout against Weidman. Yeah, Weidman, Weidman's done. But that was a short little, like, shovel hook uppercut. And it just, just, just finished him. What he did to OSP, what Dominic Reyes did to OSP was super impressive. You go back and watch the OSP fight against Jones and that was just like a, a not very impressive fight. I don't I think I'm gonna pick John Jones, but I don't want him to win. I know that's an ass backward fucking shitty thing to do. It's really hard to ever bet against Jones. I think that if he wins this fight, um I think if he wins this fight, he's gonna talk about going to heavyweight and never go to heavyweight because at, he's gonna be at the point in his career where it's going to be too dangerous for him to go to heavyweight because after you rack up this many wins and you get put on the pedestal that he's been put on, it's too dangerous for him to go to heavyweight. He talks about it. Everybody wants him to go there. I want him to go there. I want to fight Stipe because I think Stipe will beat him. Um, and if, if not, I think Joe, I think DC would beat him at heavyweight. I think a lot of heavyweights would beat him. I think Ngannou would beat him. I think Jones gets hit too much. I think Jones doesn't have amazing head movement. I think Jones blocks a lot of stuff. Um, and, and he'll, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll bring his guard up high and block a lot of stuff. And I think against big, big guys, you know, blocking can still put you in trouble, especially if they throw combinations. And that's something that Dom could do. Dom could, you know, could really put a barrage together. If he's not scared and he doesn't choke and he really goes out there and puts a lot of combinations together, um, he, he could, he could hurt, he could, you know, potentially hurt Jones. Jones is just really good everywhere. He's good at range. He's good at, at keeping range where he wants to. He's good at fighting close. He, he's really good in the clinch. He's got great, great wrestling, great grappling. The only thing that John may lack, his weakest department, is pocket boxing. Yeah, I think that's his weakest department is pocket boxing, and I think that's Dominic Reyes' strongest point. Like I think that's his strongest. That's where he's the best. I think Dominic Reyes is best in the pocket. I don't think Jones has that one-punch knockout power. Yeah, he's he not on juice anymore. No, yeah, he's never he's knocked down by a one you punch. You know, and he, I, I'm really going to pull for Dom. I think this fight's going to be a lot closer than it is. I think it's going to be even closer than the Thiago Santos fight potentially. Yeah. Um, I, I think that if Dom can put a lot of com- combos together, even if he gets taken down and, and loses around, um, I, I just Jones doesn't do that well against bigger guys. And if you really look back at his career. He has tons. He's beat tons of champs, tons of impressive performances. But he, Jones is Jones beat a lot of 185-pounders on their way out. 
And now he's finally beating the guys that are on their way in or already on their way in. Now he's fighting real 205ers. And even if you look at it, like Gustafson, not a big dude. Gustafson's not bulky. You know, Gustafson's not a very big dude. Anthony Smith, he was a, he's a middleweight. Come up, Thiago Santos, another middleweight that came up. Dom is an actual 205er, big dude, big power. He's an athlete. Um, I'm really pulling for Dom. I'm going Jones. I'm, I'm now. I'm just ranting. I'm saying the same thing over and over again. Um, yeah, I, I just you. Um, I, if no I one heard your pick and they just listened to you, 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 they swear you're on Reyes. I'm surprised with the way you broke that down that you're not picking Dom Reyes. I'm shocked. Well, it's because I want. I want Dom Reyes to win, and yeah. I don't love John Jones, so right. I, I, will, I will talk higher about Dom Reyes. Right. But, you know, John Jones is great everywhere. He's the greatest of all time. You know, he's the greatest of all time, but his performances aren't the greatest of all time lately. Right. Yeah. Um, I think – I don't think he's the greatest at the moment. I don't think he should be number one pound for pound, judging by performances. I think Khabib should be number right. one. And I think if he beats Tony Ferguson, he, he if Khabib beats Tony Ferguson, he needs to jump that spot. hundred um, percent. Yeah. This fight, I'm going to, I'm going to take it away from you just because you're going to, you, you could talk six hours about this fight. That's your, that's your stuff. You, 20 hours. Uh, a little something about me before we start. I, I have a trouble falling asleep. At least I used to not so much anymore. And I used to think about things like, what, what should I think about to fall asleep? Right. I used to, you know, they always tell you to count sheep, whatever. I used to think about game plans of how to beat fighters. Like if I was a fighter, because at one point I thought I was going to be a fighter and I always go, well, how would I beat that guy? Right. And the game plan that I came up with in my brain, the beat John Jones was the box with him because his boxing is not great. Uh, he's really wild. If you get in tight with him, he's hittable. His defense is a little awkward where he kind of runs backwards and he likes to reset. He likes to be in the center of the cage and everything. His strengths are when he gets on top of you, his wrestling is, is dynamic. Come in Dom Reyes, right? A lot of people think, oh, Dom Reyes isn't ready yet. He's 12 and 0, young guy, um, you know, and he and he might not be ready, but who else is there to fight, right? He's number four. Uh, John's already beat Santos, who's got no knees right now. DC's not coming back to 205 anytime. He beat Anthony Smith, who didn't show up for the fight, and there's Dominic Reyes. This this fight has to happen. I don't love Dominic Reyes, right? I I, I don't know what it is. I think I like his confidence. But it's coming off a little weird to me. I don't know how super likable he is. I like him more than I like John Jones. That's for sure. Um, I've rewatched Dominic Reyes' his past few fights. And besides the Weidman fight, he's a little wild, which I kind of like because John Jones was a little wild coming up as well. When John Jones was the phenom doing all this crazy shit when he was snorting cocaine in the back and coming out and winning world titles, he was wild. He would do some wild shit in the octagon. He would just throw things. And I think sometimes unexpected things and different angles can really frustrate a fighter um can dom reyes do that in this fight i don't know right i think john jones is going to come out very aggressive i think the the one narrative that i agree with is maybe john only gets up for certain competition because i rewatched the daniel cormier fight today the second fight that john jones looks a hundred times better than the anthony smith and tiago santos john jones John Jones was fighting that fight. He could have finished Anthony Smith. Tiago Santos had no knees, and I thought he, I thought Tiago won the fight because John Jones didn't do anything. John Jones threw, threw like 50 punches that fight. He threw, all he was throwing was kicks. Um, Dom Reyes is going to bring out the best John Jones. We're going to see the best John Jones come Saturday night. I guarantee it. I think there's more on the line for John Jones than ever before. People are, are doubting him. They're doubting his star power. No one's talking about him. They put this pay-per-view on at a weird time after the Super Bowl, after Connor. He's almost like the forgotten man, the forgotten man that's also the GOAT. 
So with that being said, I'm going to go Jones as well. I hate picking Jones. I just truly believe that he's the better fighter. I think he's going to be able to frustrate Dom Reyes. I think Dom Reyes and him are going to fight again. Dom Reyes is probably going to end his career at heavyweight. He's a big, thick guy. You can't overlook the size. He knocked Chris Wyman out going backwards with a straight left hand. That was very impressive. That's really hard to do. Um, I don't just don't know enough about Dom Reyes. I know enough about John Jones. I know how he can perform. I don't know enough about Dom Reyes, and I'm not willing to roll the dice on betting on Dom Reyes. I have a buddy at work who was convinced Reyes is going to win. There's some guys I listen to who are convinced Reyes it could be the guy. Um, I'm not convinced. So that's the main event. All right, Devin, before we go, give me your uh, – you already heard my underdog lock of the night, Antonio Roro. Who is Devin's under, underdog lock of the night? Can I ask you one thing? Yeah, though, shoot. Really quick before so if John Jones wins, what does he do next? What's his best move for his career? To fight Israel Adesanya. They've been talking hella shit. Izzy's going to destroy Yoel, then probably get Costa. Izzy wants to stay active. Put that as super fight at the end of the year in December. If John wants to stay active, if Corey Anderson beats John Blahovich, Corey Anderson can, can win, can fight. Uh, Corey Anderson's on a nice win streak. He can always stick around for Johnny Walker if, if Johnny Walker's a real deal. I still believe in Alexander Rekic, even though he lost his last fight. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really it. I mean, rematch with Santos, rematch with Smith. I think Santos needs to probably get a win before he does that. So he has limited options. He's talked about going up the heavyweight. But I think if you're John Jones, who's never competed in a super fight, right? His super fight was with DC. They just happen to be in the same weight class. He's never wanted Anderson to come up to 205 when Anderson was the guy. He's never wanted to go up to heavyweight. I think a super fight is the only thing missing out on his career, and I think Izzy's the guy to give it to him at 205 pounds maybe at the end of the year. And if not at the end of this year, definitely 2021. I think that's that that's a case that can be made. Um, Yo Romero, I think if he loses to Israel Anasani, I think he's going to go up to 205 too. That's going to be interesting because Yo's in his 40s probably has a handful of fights left. And I think him at 205 is going to be a fucking problem. I don't, I don't love him at 85. He, I know he's a short guy, but he's so thick and he cuts a lot of weight. He misses the weight a lot. So him, and you've talked about Yo going up to 205 as well. We've, we've had conversations about that. That's an option as well. Um, yeah, there's some things, but you're right. I mean, he has, if he looks dominant and he destroys Dom Reyes, right? Finishes him. Then there's no more talk about who's next, right? Like, oh, who's going to fight now? They're just going to put someone out there and be like, let John do his thing, right? Um, but his last couple performances have been, haven't been great. So, you know, I think there's, I mean, there, he's a star. So I think if you put him on a, if you, you give him someone to fight, he'll fight him and people will watch. How do you, how do you think he does against the top five heavyweight? Uh, I think he'll struggle with Stipe. Um, I think I think he could potentially struggle with Naganyu. I think Blades is an interesting matchup because they both kind of have similar styles. Like John's a really good wrestler, um, and then I think he beats everybody else. I think I, I mean Junior Dos Santos could could be a little awkward because they're tall, um, but I think he beats everybody else. I, I do. I've heard stories in the gym where him and Over, Overeem trained when Overeem was at Jackson's, and John would manhandle Overeem like it wasn't even close. Like John Jones' wrestling and strength and grappling is. Is is world class. So I think he do. I think he struggle with Naganyu, Blades, and in, in, in Stipe, But I think he could win those fights. I'd be interested to see it. I don't think John's interested in going up to two hundred five or excuse me, heavyweight right now. I think he's probably yeah. I think he's gonna beat Dom, 
beat Corey. If Corey wins, he'll be next. Maybe do the Izzy fight at 205. If Dom gets more wins, because I think Dom and him are going to fight again. I think I think Dom is isn't done if he loses. I think I don't think this is a lo- this is a win win for Reyes because if he loses, oh I'm twelve and zero. Let me let me get that one back once I win a couple more fights. It's a thin division. I like Reyes with a lot of these matchups. So um, yeah, I mean there's there's not the most exciting division in the world, but uh, and hopefully Racket comes back when Fury because I think he's really talented and, and the same thing with Johnny Walker to add some new blood. So. All right, so let's get to let's get to your lock in the night. Right. We'll talk about that on the Seal Team or Seal Take Six podcast. Lock in the night. Give me you can give me your favorite or underdog first, whatever you want to do. Um, you know, I think my lock of the night that's a favorite is going to be Valentina. Valentina, I, I, I mean, she's the biggest favorite. By what's the betting line? What's the betting line, Jones? Right, uh, minus know? minus four fifty plus three twenty five for uh, Reyes. And I'm 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 on Odd Shark, and they've got it as at minus five hundred for Jones and okay. plus three fifty for Reyes. So yeah, he's even, even further spread there. Right. Um. So I I think Shevchenko is going to be the the my you know my lock of the night. Lock um, of the, if if the she month. loses, you get negative a point because she's such a big favorite. I just made that rule up right this second. Which is you know that's that should fair, be I fair. I mean, eleven hundred <laughs> and she loses. Yeah, dude. That's 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 fair. Um, and I think my underdog lock of the night. Give it to I me. I know you're gonna go Arroyo, so I'm, I'm not gonna go also Arroyo. I'm gonna go uh, Mario Bautista. I think he, he's gonna Bautista. be. He's a good play. I think he's a good play there. Okay, so my lock obviously is Arroyo, and then my my uh, favorite lock in the a vid, I might do a video on this fighter is Domingo Plarte at minus one thirty. I just like I just think he's gonna be too much for Journey, and we're split on that fight too. So that's gonna be if if I win that, then the I win. Huh. I said, do your video pick and I'll win. I know. I, I'm, I'm fucking Owen too. I need to break this curse. All right. Dev, thank you for being on, buddy. It's getting late on, on my side of town. So uh, enjoy the fight Saturday and, and, and we'll recap it. And uh, and then I'll talk to you a little bit. Okay. Wonderful, man. Hey, thanks for having me on as, as usual. Make sure you check out the Instagram page, Twitter. I know you're really active on Twitter. There you go. But let's, you know. Let's keep this ball rolling, and then I'm excited for now. I'm more excited for Saturday, so thank you. Yeah, you got it. All right, see you, Dev. Take care, man. Have a great day. Too. Devin Tejada, as always, classy, classy individual. Uh, running late on my side of town. You know, your boy's got a 5 a.m. wake up call. Had a long day today. I had to leave work early. Wife sliced a chunk out of her finger with a pizza cutter thing. I think she called it a rotary knife. She, you know, she makes beautiful headbands for babies. Winnie James go, uh, on Instagram, uh, go follow it. Um, and she was making, making whatever. And she fucking sliced her finger open and she woke me up late last night. And I looked at it and I said, boof. So you want to go to the hospital? She's like, nah. And then I was at work and she sent me a picture of it. And I was like, okay, we got to get this. They can't stitch it. It's literally a chunk of your finger missing, but they maybe can do something. Right. And they just like, you know, sprayed it, wrapped it up. And I was like, yeah, wait till it grows back. So uh, that was interesting. But uh, yeah, daddy's got to wake up. Uh, I said, I just said, daddy, Ugh, gross. Sorry. That's why, that's why I say to my daughter. So that's who I talk to most of the time. All right. Fights this weekend. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next two months of fights. Kicking it off with a so-so card. It sucks that we got to pay for it because it's not great. But uh, it should be fun. Okay. And I'll leave you with that. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go lay down before I fall asleep. See ya.
Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Yeah. Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.